This week, Aaron Rodgers out for the season with a torn Achilles. I'm going to do that again. <laughs> Did you say Achilles? I said Achilles. Yeah. Welcome to Overtime Operators, the show where we teach you how to make money in sports. This week, Aaron Rodgers out for the season with a torn Achilles. If you've got him in your fantasy lineup, we've got some alternatives for you. We've also got some great bets, game bets, player props, all that jazz. We're going to talk about it. So let's get into it. Okay, Casey. Aaron Rodgers plays four downs of football for the Jets. These guys excited about him for for the whole offseason. Did so much to make this trade happen. Uh, a lot of people pretty hot on A-Rod this year. A lot of people building fantasy lineups around him. Four downs. He plays four downs, and then he's he's done. I mean, Achilles, they don't just like mend themselves. You tear those things, they're done. So sure. who do you got? What what are the three? You got like, I think you got three alternatives here that you think are kind of like the best guys to take if you built your team sort of around an Aaron Rodgers quarterback strategy. Right. So for context here, 19 quarterbacks in fantasy football, this is all according to Yahoo, 19 quarterbacks are already taken off the board, not available. So if you're looking to mm -hmm. grab a guy off of a waiver wire, here are the three guys you could look to target that are not rostered in most leagues. First off, you have his backup from Green Bay, his, his understudy, the guy taking his spot. Jordan Love went 15 for 27 last week, 245 pass yards, three passing touchdowns, and three rushes for 12 yards. Add a sack and one fumble uh, last week against the Bears. I think that's pretty good. Not my favorite. Um, I'm, I'm going to lead up to my favorite here. But Jordan Love, a viable option if you want to go that way. What do you say, John? Uh, yeah, I mean, I like him. I, you know, I'm I'm partial to Jordan Love. Uh, he's a, he's from he played football or played uh, college football at Utah State, which is where I'm from. So I'm definitely partial to him. And I mean, Green Bay seems to like know what they're doing with the quarterback transition. This is their third in a row where it's like this handoff seems pretty smooth. Honestly, draft a quarterback before you need one. Crazy idea, but it seems to work. Another guy I'm not incredibly high on historically, but he got the job done last week. Derek Carr, rostered in only 38% of leagues. I forgot to mention Jordan Love, rostered in only 32% of leagues. Uh, but Derek Carr, 23 for 33 last week for 305 passing yards, one passing touchdown, did throw one pick, uh, and he tacked on three rushes for an extra four yards. Not incredible yards on the ground there. Um, and he was sacked four times against Tennessee last week at home in New Orleans. So again, not my absolute favorite uh, pick to replace Rodgers. Probably not going to replace all the production you were hoping Rodgers would give you, but he is available in most leagues. So that's a guy you could go for. I'll just jump into my last one here. The yeah. guy I'd be most excited to replace Aaron Rodgers with. Uh, he's actually rostered in the fewest amount of leagues out of the three here. Matt Stafford rostered in only 29% of leagues. Last week, he went 24 for 38 for 334 passing yards. Didn't throw a passing touchdown. Uh, he did tack on 11 rushing yards on three rushes. Uh, now that was all last week against Seattle at home in Los Angeles. Uh, basically on this one, I think he threw for a ton of yardage, but failed to get into the end zone in any way. Still put up an okay fantasy day as okay as it can be without scoring. So imagine when he does score one mm -hmm. or two or three touchdowns in a game. Uh, I think he's going to be as viable as anybody who isn't rostered in most leagues currently. That's uh, without Cooper cup. 
uh, who we don't know how long it'll take for him to come back, but number one receiver, no number one receiver still still passes for over 300 yards. Uh, and it was just game script, right? Like they, I mean, Cam Akers ran it in. It was just, they, they ran it in. That's what happened. And uh, I think, yeah, I think I like Matt Stafford. Former, we got a former Super Bowl champion there, right? And not rostered in most leagues. Yep. Could be a guy that could replace that Rodgers level production. I am surprised uh, about some of the people you left out, namely uh, Mr. Irrelevant, the 49ers QB. Maybe this guy's probably rostered in more leagues now, uh, especially after the week one performance that we saw. But Brock Purdy, to me, I mean, that'd be my number one. If he is available, I am taking him. And I think there's a chance he actually outproduces what Rodgers would have done this year. Yeah, so uh, according to my rules for the game, I wanted to only offer up suggestions that were rostered in uh, less than 50% of leagues, according to Yahoo. Uh, Purdy just makes it over that bar. I think he's rostered in about 55, 56% of leagues. So I couldn't add him to this list. But if he is available in your league, in a single QB league, I think he fits well what Rodgers was going to give you. I think he's the most straightforward, straight across replacement for Rodgers. If you came into the fantasy season with Rodgers as your QB, think you likely had a little bit of QB by committee on your roster and, and planned on streaming week to week uh, from your bench. Uh, Rogers being the A side and maybe having a backup QB who could fill in on some of those bad weeks. I think Purdy could step into those shoes pretty easily and be that A side of a QB committee on your fantasy team. Who else is on your radar here? I mean, those are your top three, but uh, they could be in, they could be available in your league. They could not be available in your league. Who else are you eyeing here? Uh, just both from the waiver wires in certain leagues and as trade targets. Like if, it, if Rogers was your guy, what does your strategy look like and who are you eyeing for trade targets or for waivers that, that so, isn't one of those three guys. So off of those waiver wires, I mean, it's going to be those three guys, maybe a Purdy if he's available um, for trade targets, I would go almost the exact opposite way. Uh, given that it's only going to be week two here, we have one week of, of football under our belts. I would try to buy low on a guy who probably isn't going to be, who, who's probably going to finish in the top five. Uh, that's how you win leagues is, is by getting, you know, top heavy at positions. I would take my shot at trying to upgrade from Rodgers to like a Burrow or an Allen. If you have Rodgers as your quarterback in fantasy in a one QB league, you're probably pretty loaded at other positions uh, just because of Rodgers, you know, draft stock not being the highest. You could get him later in drafts. So you probably are good at some other positions. I would go look to those Burrow and Allen managers and see how they're feeling at least. There's a chance that they're starting to be a little bit nervous. They shouldn't be, but there's a very human element in fantasy football. So if those guys are looking to sweat it and they might be weak at a position you're strong at, there's an opportunity there for you to buy low and uh, and still be okay at your other positions and, and get yourself a superstar uh, better than Rodgers ever could have been for you probably. I'm about to say a bunch of guys who probably are available – uh, on the waivers in, in non-super flex leagues, but in super flex leagues specifically uh, where Rogers would be a starter. I'm looking at, you know, who I, trading for Joe Burrow, trading for Josh Allen. That's a like, you're going to pay up uh, to do that. I'm kind of looking at like, who do you maybe not have to pay up to get? That is a little bit of a flyer, but could end up having really good production. So to me, I like Russ, you know, Russ, I mean, I don't like him, but I think there's a chance we see good production out of Russell Wilson. Uh, I like Anthony Richardson. You might not have to pay too heavily to get him. Not as heavily as you would have to pay with Joe Burrow and Josh Allen, but a little bit more heavy than Russ. Um, or a guy who's like most likely available. Uh, I think we could see maybe a Jimmy G, a Jimmy Garoppolo uh, giving us some production, right? He's He's got a lot of weapons, and he is that kind of guy that like 
he can do some things with weapons. Uh, so I, like those are sort of a few guys I would I would eye and see what fits. It, it has to fit with your strategy though. If your strategy was built around Rodgers, it's most likely built around other players in non-quarterback positions being really good. So who can just sort of like fill a gap? Uh, and those are all guys who I think could all potentially fill a gap. Yeah, I agree. I like those picks. Richardson, I think he's due for a, a breakout at some point in the season. The problem, you know, depending on the league you're in, a lot of managers kind of already think that. So yeah, maybe you can get him cheap. Maybe you can't. Uh, Wilson, I actually agree. I think he showed enough to show that maybe that offense is turning around under Sean Payton. But I don't think he did too much to raise his price. So exactly. I actually like that that buy spot on him. And I do think he he feels like the A side of a QB committee pretty well. Yeah. Uh, he could be your starter most weeks. Uh, and then Jimmy G, you know, as you mentioned, I think he fits more as like the B side of a QB committee. I don't think you do want Jimmy G starting most weeks on your fantasy roster, but he could fill in maybe four or five weeks, his best matchups or when your your main QB has some poor matchups. I, I think those are yeah. those are all solid bets. I would put it this way. If it's me, I mean, you're 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 kind of taking an in- interesting approach to the trade. I mean, it's just two two different outlooks here and you're probably a little better at fantasy than me. So if, if people are going to follow somebody here, I would say follow Casey. But for me, if I if I drafted Aaron Rodgers, I was already not he was either a QB2 in a super flex league or I was already not really planning on like getting a ton of points from my QB spot. So I'm looking at this and saying, hey, that doesn't ruin my season that he's out for the season. I just need to find someone else who's passable. And I don't really want to give up anyone else on my roster. Like the rest of my roster is probably how I want it, right? So I don't want to go trade a piece of my roster to go get Josh Allen and Joe Burrow. I mean, maybe I'll heat check those managers and see if I can get them cheap. But uh, most likely, you know, most likely I'm not going to get them cheap. I'm just going to say, you know, how can I fill a spot with somebody who, is going to maybe not produce quite as much as Aaron Rodgers, but that was already not my strategy to get a lot of production from that spot. So that would be my take here. I think I'd probably in most likely just, I would leave Burrow, Josh Allen, those tier one QBs. I'd still kind of leave them alone. I think. I only have one thing to say to that. You know, you, you like the rest of your roster, of course, if you have a guy like Rodgers. but I would say just, you know, in general, a uh, good piece of advice is to just draft better, uh, have, have more, guys that, that are valuable and, and be comfortable mm-hmm. trading some of them away, you know, draft so deep at every position that you got good uh, yeah, valuable if, trade assets everywhere. Right. Yeah. Uh, the best, that easy just, just draft every single player that you, you want and have a perfect roster that, yeah. I mean, like, I don't understand what's so hard about it. Um, no, I mean, look shop, you know, see what the other managers are fit. Cause, cause the other managers are going to expect you to shop if you've got Rogers at this point. Right. So mm-hmm. feel them out. But most likely I think a lot of, other managers in a league at this point, they're going to see you as in the vulnerable, vulnerable position. So don't make decisions from there. That's the number one thing. Don't make decisions like you're in a vulnerable position because you're not really, you weren't built around a quarterback if your strategy was Rogers. Uh, so yeah, I mean, don't go making bad trades for other parts of your rosters. That's like the worst thing you could do. Agreed. All right, let's move on to some betting. We got some, let's, let's hit some game bets first. Casey, which game bets do you like this week? Do you like spreads? Do you like money lines? What are you looking at this yeah, week? Yeah, I, I lean towards betting on spreads just in general. I think it just makes a little more sense to me. It gives you a little bit more grace on matchups that you might already feel a certain way about. Uh, mm-hmm. And this week in particular, the theme I have around my picks were all uh, small spreads and betting on the favorites. So yeah. betting on the favorite to win by more than just two or three points, I think 
for each of these teams that I'm about to bring up, I think they should win by at least a touchdown. So first one on the docket here, Chargers at Titans. Oh, also all away teams for me this week. I'm just hot on all the away teams. Uh, Chargers Damn. at Titans. Yeah, right. It's an interesting week. I think this is a lot of cool matchups. Uh, but uh, Chargers at Titans, uh, they're the three-point favorites. I'll take them uh, to, to beat the Titans by over three points any day of the week. Uh, you know, last week, the Chargers, sure, they lost, but they lost in a shootout to the Dolphins, who showed the most potent offense in the league last week. So, okay, sure, they lost, but it was a tight game. Uh, I, I think that they showed that they're a really good team, the Chargers. I mean, uh, they're just too talented for a team like the Titans in their current capacity to, to really keep up. Uh, I don't think they can keep it close. Uh, they, the Titans still have a ton to prove, and they got themselves in this, like, scrappy week one loss to the Saints, who... You know, I, I tend to look at the Saints a different direction. They're the team that can grind out those close wins. And I think the Titans are maybe a team that will crumble in those closer situations. Uh, so really, I just see like two different classes of football all together here uh, between the Chargers and the Titans in week one. And I'll take the Chargers all day. Uh, give the Titans three points. Give them four points. Give them five points. I don't care. I want the Chargers here. So I'm taking the Chargers to beat the spread yeah. of three points. What do you think on that? I like it. I like the strategy of like, Find the matchups where I'm pretty sure, you know, like I'm, I'm confident in the winner. Bet the favorite on low spreads. It's it's like just an, a solid portfolio strategy. Thank you, John. Uh, so last week, like I said, the Titans, they lost this scrappy loss to the Saints. So I'm going to go with the Saints here on my second pick. Saints minus three over the Panthers at the Panthers. Uh, this one, uh, maybe a little less gung-ho on. But like I said, I think the Saints can win some close games. I think they'll win this game. Uh, mostly because Bryce Young doesn't look like he's there yet. I think the Panthers still can be a good team this year uh, by the end of the year, but they're just not there yet. And the Saints look like they've gelled quicker than I expected them to. Derek Carr, journeyman quarterback at this point, not a superstar, but he looks like he can do just enough to to get these wins. Very Raiders-esque from his career. It looks like the Saints are Raiders 2.0, kind of in my opinion. Uh, and the Panthers are not a team that can contend with them. So again, give them three points, give them four points, give them five points. I don't care. I like the Saints here over the Panthers. Uh, John, what do you think on that one? Uh, see this one, I'm 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 just out of the action on this game. I don't feel like I have seen enough of the re the the. the the V2, the remakes of these teams to like just be confident betting in this one at all. Uh, so I'm just no, no action for me on, on Panthers saints, but I, I mean, I like, I like the confidence. Uh, again, if people are following people into bets, I would follow you before I'd follow me. Well, I appreciate the vote of confidence. My third matchup. Uh, this one's actually a two point spread, even closer, but I think this one could be the biggest blowout of the bunch. Maybe controversial, but I'm taking Cleveland over Pittsburgh. That's the Browns at Steelers. Give the Steelers two points. I still like the Browns. Last week, the Browns' defense looked really good, and the offense started to show signs of recovery. Deshaun Watson, not quite his former self yet. Uh, you know, he's been out of the out of football for a bit. Look, looked terrible last week, uh, or looked look terrible at the end of last season. Uh, but last week, he looked a little bit better, stepped forward there, and I think he can continue to take steps forward because we've seen the potential of him before in the younger part of his career in Houston. We know he can be the guy for a franchise, and this team has more weapons than that team had, as well as a good running game and a great defense. Miles Garrett, just a wrecking crew, one-man wrecking crew on the defensive line there. And I also think this is highlighted by the Steelers getting trounced by the Niners last week. Sure, the Niners are a better team than the Browns, don't get me wrong, but the Steelers' hype coming out of preseason was just too much. 
everybody loved the way they looked, but I said it before. I'll say it again. I was right about it last week. They were playing their starters in preseason against other teams, second and third stringers. That's why they looked so good last week when they played actual starters on an actual NFL team. They looked really, really bad. I think the Browns have this one pretty easily. I take the Browns and uh, give the Steelers two points. I don't care. What do you think on that one on the battle of Ohio on Monday night football? No less John. I will never bet on the Browns. I don't think ever. They're your Dallas Cowboys. Basically. I just, I don't hate them. I just don't, I can't, I think it's impossible. You can beat the Bengals, one of the best teams in the league. Yeah. By however money, like I, I I don't care. Like it just, you know, it's like, I just, I can't bring myself to confidently bet that the Browns are going to do anything good. Now, really what you're betting on is that the Steelers kind of stink, which I'm on board with that, but the Steelers played also like not only maybe the best team in football, but maybe the best team that's been in football for many years now. Right. So Don't yeah, they look bad. Yeah. They, they look bad, but they looked bad against like a juggernaut super team. Uh, I, yeah, I don't know. I'm not sold on the Browns and, we know that the Browns sort of have the Bengals number. We know that Joe Burrow is, this is a normal thing for him. He starts slow on the regular. He misses training camp like pretty much every year. He uh, got injured in training camp this year. So yeah, I'm, I'm just out. I'm out on the, I'm out on betting on the Browns. I get it though. Like it, on paper, it yep. looks like, okay, if this is a team that just spanked the Bengals, then right. they should be able to also beat this other team that got spanked by more than two points. Right makes right. sense. And, it makes sense. I just can't do it. I can't. And do that's it. not that's not the, the main hinge of the point uh, that they beat the Bengals. Sure, that helps. Uh, it is more like you said that the Steelers would suck. Kind of the same way I said the Panthers would just not be there. And the Saints are good enough to get over the top. The Browns are just good enough to get over the top, in my opinion. Uh, but, John, I, I know that you have a handful of games you wanted to talk about as well. So what you got? Yep. Okay. So first up, I've got Chiefs over over the Jacksonville Jaguars. Let me grab the okay. spread on this. So I'm betting the spread here at minus three. I think the Chiefs will beat the Jags. I think the Chiefs will beat the Jags by more than three points. I think the Colts actually gave the Jags a lot more trouble than they should have. Uh, I mean, Jacksonville looks fine. Trevor Lawrence looks fine. Uh, he definitely looks like he's going to get every endorsement for every hair product. Uh, of everyone in the NFL. He's got the hair products on lock. So he does have that going for him, but I don't think that's going to help him win football games. Chiefs drop one to the Lions. I think that they go back to the locker room and they say, hey, let's not lose any games to teams that we're better than anymore, okay? And mm-hmm. that means that they're not going to lose any games to pretty much anybody other outside of maybe Bills, Bengals, you know, uh, would have been Jets and maybe Dolphins, Chargers. Like, they're not going to... Those are the only games that they're going to even allow... Okay, if we lose those games, that's fine. They're not going to allow any more wins from any teams that are not as good as them. They needed that week one shocker. I think they go out and dog walk the Jaguars. I think the Jaguars played the Colts, and they were able to eke out a win, and it was cool. And then they're going to now go play like a real, really good football team, and it's going to be a kick in the groin. So give me the Chiefs on the spread, minus three. I think this is like a great, that like we're playing a lot of recency bias here. Jaguars won, Chiefs lost to the Lions. Maybe the Chiefs aren't very good. Mm, I don't, yeah, I'm not sold. I hear what you're saying. I love betting for the Chiefs, not against the Chiefs. I like that they're getting Chris Jones back, maybe Travis Kelsey too. I also don't think Patrick Mahomes likes to lose back-to-back games. I don't think he's done it much in his career. Nope. However, Trevor Lawrence and the Jags look just good enough to make me nervous enough to not bet the other way. 
but maybe stay out of the action on this one until we see the Chiefs actually. I hear you. I mean that that's fine. That's fine. I think there's a I think there's a mental element at play. I might not be betting this if the Chiefs had won, and if the Chiefs had won, the spread would probably be a little bit bigger. Uh, but because they lost, I get that three point spread, and I think they're going to be full of piss and vinegar. So, uh, yeah, give me the, give me the Chiefs at the minus three spread. Next up, Colts and Texans. Colts looked much better than I thought they would. Uh, talking to, speaking of that Colts Jaguars matchup, Anthony Richardson is some, he's something he's not nothing, right? He's something he's okay. Uh, the Colts are okay. They don't look that bad. If they have Jonathan Taylor, they might win that game against the Jaguars. Now I'm not saying they're going to have Jonathan Taylor this week. I don't think they will, but I don't think they need him to beat the Texans. I think the Texans are awful and we have a one point spread here. So if you think the Colts are going to win, then you might as well, you might as well take the Colts on the spread here because it's one point they're If they're going to win they're the likelihood that they're going to win by only one point is so low. So I like the Colts over the Texans. I think that they're going to win. It's one of the games I feel more confident in. And I like that. It's a minus one spread. I think if push came to shove, I think you're right on this one. Uh, the Texans I file in the same spot as the Panthers where I'm generally down on, especially to start the season, but the unpredictability of when these rookie QBs might kind of click into place and figure it out. I think somewhere on their schedules, one team's going to get a big surprise and it yep. could just happen any week. So again, I'd be on your side of this bet, but it's just enough to scare me off of being in the action. Yeah. I mean, you got that on both sides of the ball though, don't you? You do, you do, but uh, there's something about this Texans team that I think it's the, the, the expectations are higher for Colts early, and I think at a certain point in the season, the Texans will flip the script on the league a little bit. Yeah, not a playoff okay. team, nothing like that. But that's yeah, I, don't, I, I mean, I I like it. I feeling. like the action still, but uh, it's not my most confident bet. My most confident bet is Chargers at Titans on the spread. Um, what do we got here? Chargers at Titans on the spread. What's the spread? Uh, three. Did you say this one. Yeah, I did. I did. The Chargers are three-point yeah. favorites. Chargers, Titans on the spread. Oh, I think you bad. had uh, – where are you going to talk about your uh, Vikings, I think? Right, yeah, that's true. Okay, so Chargers at Titans on the spread. That's my most confident bet. You already talked about that one. I'll hit one more here. I like the Vikings on the money line. We're at plus 260 on the money line against the Eagles. Um, look, if I, if I got a dead even bet on this, then I'd probably bet the Eagles or I just wouldn't bet it because I don't want to bet against the Vikings. This is a homer bet for sure. You need to, if you're going to follow me into a bet, follow me into the Chargers and Titans game. Don't follow me into this game. I'm not putting a lot of dollars on this game, but I like it at plus 260 because I think the Vikings are better than the people give them credit for right now. And I think the Eagles are not as good as people are giving them credit. Like they had way too much trouble with the Pats. You know, I don't, are, mm -hmm. are the Pats that good or were the Eagles just that rusty? I don't know. But if they're rusty like that, then, then they're ripe to take an upset loss. And uh, mm -hmm. so, yeah, I like, I like the Vikings at plus 260. What night are they playing? Are they on? The only reason that might not be true is if they're on prime time, which I don't know. Yeah, they are. So they are on Thursday. Mm, so maybe I don't do that bet, but I am just, just for a homer bet, just for action. Um, probably not going to win that one, but if I do win, I win big. Uh, Make 90% uh, of your bets with your brain. Uh, use your heart for the other 10%. There you go. Yeah, um, yeah. This one is probably the only one I don't outright agree with you. Uh, even though I wouldn't bet the other ones that you suggested necessarily, I do tend to be your side of the equation. This one on the money line, for sure. I wouldn't bet maybe to cover the spread. I guess I'm, I'm up in the air on it enough to be, to yeah, be I mean, out look, on this they action. Lose. But I agree with what I agree with your premise that the Vikings yeah. are generally underappreciated, and the and the Eagles. You know, you're talking to the. I I predicted the outbreak 
the breakout outbreak is a different thing. I predicted yeah. the breakout of the Eagles last year. I feel felt very confident about them. They're mostly the same, but I think they are a little over projected this year. Uh, people mm-hmm. got a little too uh, well acquainted with them last year. And I agree. This game could be closer. I think the Vikings could cover the spread. You could bet in worse places, but I don't like the money line personally. I wouldn't bet them on the spread because I do think, it, look, if it's prime time and if the Vikings are going to lose, they're going to get spanked. That's just the Vikings. They're going to win big or, or lose big. Is, is they're gonna, Or they're going to win small or lose big. Win that's small or lose is. big. I like <laughs> yeah. it. That's, that but is the you, most Kirk Cousins thing of all time. That's, that is Kirk Cousins all the way. He's going to win small or lose big, but if he wins Maybe small they can on the money break line... break their own record of the largest comeback in NFL history on this one. That yeah. might happen, you know? That would be great, yeah. I mean, if but if they win small on the money line, then it's a bet a little win a lot opportunity. So, yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to make... I'm going to spend 10% of my budget on it, you know? Um, all right, not, let's move... Not a lot of dollars there. Let's move away from the game bets and into some player props. John, you got the first player prop loaded up, and wouldn't you know it, it's from this exact same game we were just talking yeah. about. Yeah, speaking of homer picks, uh, I like Justin Jefferson on reception, so we've got an over-under set at 7.5. I mean, it's pretty – Jordan Addison looks good. Looks like he could be something. He's not nothing, Agreed. but Agreed. the game script is going to – we have no Dalvin Cook there anymore, right? We've got no – like – the game script is going to call for a lot of passes to Justin Jefferson and the Vikings have shown time and time again, like, yeah, yeah. Scheme for him. Right. Like you're going to scheme for him. Right. That's, the, that's what the defenses are going to do. They're going to scheme for Justin Jefferson because that's, that's kind of all the Vikings got going. It's Kirk to Justin. That's what they got going on. It doesn't matter. He's just so good and he's going to get so many targets that you can scheme for him all you want. He's going to grab eight receptions. Seems just very realistic. Um, I like him. I'm not betting that farm on it, but I like the over on seven and a half receptions for Justin Jefferson. I like this one too. Sneaky. Uh, I like this one. Uh, this is, we had a crossover on the game bets with the chargers. We have a crossover on the player props here with Justin Jefferson. I think he cleared over seven and a half more often than not last year or half of his games last year anyway. So mm-hmm. I'm in on this one. I also think like you mentioned, the Patriots can do it. With multiple guys, you know, they had uh one they had three guys over five five. Yeah, but we've got Mac Jones week. throwing for what two hundred and twenty yards, something like that. Like JJ's gonna clear that mark for sure. Yep. Yeah. There's a big target va- vacuum there. Rookies can have good performances, but they don't necessarily demand targets on a weekly basis, to your point with Addison. Right. Uh with Thielen and Cook out of there, there's a target vacuum in Jefferson's favor. I'm yep. all the way with you on this one. I'm gonna take it from one Justin to the next. But from the receiver position to the quarterback position, I'm riding Justin Fields this week. Uh, by the way, that last uh, player prop was from DraftKings. If you want to jump on that action, get on it quick before the, the line moves, I guess, uh, on yeah. Justin Jefferson. This one is from Prize Picks. We have an over-under of 174.5 passing yards for Justin Fields this week at the Buccaneers. Uh, I like this one for the over. I think that Justin Fields was pretty disappointing last week. That's how I'm going to start out this argument. Uh, I think that he still has some development to do in his, his chemistry with the new number one target, DJ Moore. But I do think that's something you can anticipate will get better over time. Will it get better fast enough for him to clear this line? Well, here's the only thing you need to know. Last week, as bad as they were, as much as they let you down, they still cleared this line, this 174.5 passing yards line. They cleared it by 40 yards against the Packers last week. So I don't see any reason why Tampa Bay should be really any different. I think they're similar in in defensive capabilities tampa bay and the packers so again i just don't see any reason why we'd expect justin jeff or justin fields to throw for 40 yards less than he did last week given that he's developing more chemistry with his number one target week in and week out what do you say to that Mm, okay yeah so so that i don't have this bet on my 
on my on my block. You made a compelling argument enough argument to maybe convince me. You know, otherwise, other than to so if you, if I hadn't made my plan already, I'm a big fan of you know plan your bet, bet your plan. Uh, so that made my plan already. If I was kind of listening to the show or watching the show and, and open to ideas, then I might be open to that Justin Fields idea on the over where I don't like it personally is I like to give it all a little bit more of an eye test before I want to bet it. And I just, I didn't, I didn't feel like I got a good enough look at that, that Packers at that uh, basically really, I got, I feel like I got a great look at the Packers offense. I didn't feel like I got a good enough look at the bears offense to get a feel for like you know, why did he get that passing yards number? Do I feel like that's kind of like a replicable a replicable thing that we're going to see week in and week out? Uh, it could be. It could be that the bookmakers are just low on on Fields' passing yards right now, uh, and they're going to adjust over the course of the season. So, like, I mean, it could be a great opportunity to, like, hey, grab those low overs on Justin Fields while you still can. Speaking of grabbing the low overs while you still can, here's another guy, uh, admittedly, with, quite a bit higher over uh but i'm gonna call yeah. for it here again another one from prize picks i'm taking brock purdy with the over at 225.5 passing yards against the rams at the rams this week um yeah this one this one's pretty clear cut for me as a niners fan i watch every single snap of niners football and if you watch that game at all you saw what i saw in that the passing offense was off the chain early purdy was slinging the ball i think he was something like 12 for 14 early on in like the first half he was completing everything to to everybody all over the field the pace slowed down a ton on the passing side because the Steelers couldn't keep up with the Niners that score ended up being 30 to 7 so my premise basically is that the Rams should be able to keep up for a bit longer I still think the Rams ultimately lose this game but if the Rams can put up more than a touchdown if they can put up you know two touchdowns or, or maybe 17 points total something like that that gives the Niners a bit more urgency to keep the passing offense going longer into the game, keep the ball moving. And I really think that, uh, yeah, based off the, the pace that they set early, they're, they're well within their capabilities of exploding for more than 226 passing. I mean, we're talking about a Kyle Shanahan-led offense. He, he can scheme up 226 passing yards when it calls for it. I think this is one of those weeks. Uh, yeah, Purdy showed that he can do it now at this point. At this point, if you're not on board the Purdy train, I don't know what you're doing. He's only shown us great stuff. So, and maybe the biggest point of all going into week two, every single one of his weapons are still healthy, which is the yep. main thing that comes to bite the Niners in the butt. Uh, so bet on them while you can, while they're healthy. Yeah. I, uh, I think a lot of this has to do with game script. So, so to me, I'm looking at this Literally. and saying the Rams put up 31 against the Seahawks. How many points do we feel like they can put up against the Niners? Because I think there's a good chance the Niners have, 15 20 points going into the half can mm -hmm. the rams keep up with that pace if they can't and we have a fourth like the niners are not gonna pass if they're up like that they're gonna they're gonna run out the clock so i think a lot of this the the where i'm wary of this bet is game script you know the like kyle shanahan is gonna make the adjustments that he needs to make he doesn't care about these i know it's a shocker he doesn't care about these player props at all Keep Crazy. calling him and tell him, Kyle, like we're betting the player props. Will you get this guy the passing yards? But like he doesn't seem to care. He just wants to win football games. So, yeah, I hear you. Brock, very capable of doing it, has all the weapons. Everything's there. It all depends on the Rams, really. You know, yeah. can, if they can put up can 17, put up the 21, something like that, that gives mm -hmm. the Niners room to gallop. Yeah. If the, if the Rams can put up the points, then yes, I do think Brock. And the, a big reason is because he's going to get some, he's going to get some passing yards 
to Christian McCaffrey passing into the backfield, passing into the flats, right? And and CMC is going to turn them into yak yards. So yeah, I mean, look, the it's a it's a deep shot those, in the books, you know. It's a, it's a yeah. long deep shot. Yeah, four or five of those for 60, 70 yards. And it's like, that's, yeah, that's a, that's significant on the passing yards totals. So everybody, even the running backs can catch on the Niners. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's there, the capabilities there. It's all, it's all on the Rams on this over under, which is, that's why I don't love it. That's why I don't we, love it. I don't like put it in the hands of the Rams. We stay neat and tidy on this a lot. And we don't, we don't dive into certain plays necessarily a ton, but did you see that run by CMC? Yeah, the one he broke off for like what was it like fifty and a touchdown? That spin move, man. That's that's the elite elite Madden spin move. I mean, video video game <laughs> yeah. stuff. And I mean, just like to your point, that could have just as easily been a, a pass to the flats instead of a, a stretch play or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just to your point, it, it could all happen in a few plays, honestly. So th- those are our bets, um, John. I, you, we wanted to talk about maybe uh, putting yeah, our money where budget. our mouth is a little bit more here. Yeah, let's do some budget breakdowns. So uh, we'll call this segment hundred dollars to bet. Uh, look, you could be betting with a thousand. That's a hell of a name, John. That's a hell of a. I mean, hundred dollars to bet. I'm, I'm very on the nose with my segment names. You know, <laughs> love it. Hundred dollars to bet. Uh, it's for now, easy. Now math. you'll have to explain the rules to me because I don't know what we're. Yeah, doing. we got a hundred dollars to bet. We're we're we've already said what our bets are. We're just gonna break out like how we're placing our budgets, how much we're placing on each bet. My, my thought on this is: look, you could be if you want to win real money, you could be. Betting with a thousand bucks, ten thousand bucks. Either way, though, I do think you should be managing budget. Like, I don't think you should be betting five thousand dollars when you don't have five thousand dollars to to lose, right? And and I do think that you should be betting a portfolio as well. Those are sort of key elements that I think are you know that that I'm really big on. So these are the bets we like. If we have a hundred dollars to bet, you know, how are we breaking that up across these bets? And that kind of tells you how we're how we're looking at our uh, percentages. So I'll go first. So I've got my biggest bet is. Chargers at Titans, Chargers to win and beat the three-point spread. I have $35 on that. Uh, Next up, I've got Chiefs versus Jags, Chiefs to win and beat the spread. I've got $25 on that. And then I've got Colts to beat the Texans and beat the spread. I've got $15 there. Justin Jefferson over seven and a half receptions. I've got $15 there. And then the Vikings on the money line at plus 260. I have $10 there. If I win, I win 26 bucks. It's my for fun bet. It's my flyer. <laughs> I like him, John. I think that's a good portfolio. And we actually share our, our number one commitment. Uh, I also bet the biggest on the Chargers over the Titans in Houston. Um, I think the main thing our viewers could take away, or viewers or listeners could take away from this is, hey, go jump on that bet while yeah. the line is where it is. The, I, the, spread, I, the, spread is the spread is favorable there right now. Yeah, it's very nice. Uh, very tasty. Very scrum diddly I'm putting $25 on those Chargers to uh, to beat the Titans by over three points. Uh, I like that there. Uh, then I have a bunch of bets kind of at 20. I have three. Uh, I have the Justin Fields over uh, 174.5 passing yards. I think that one's, you know, the money speaks for itself. I feel like that's a solid bet. I have Brock Purdy in that same category at over on 225.5. That's another $20 bet I have there. And I also put 20 on the Browns to beat the Steelers uh, and beat the spread of two there i think that's pretty easily in the cards then some other ones that i just like the action on and maybe diversifying the uh, portfolio a bit put 10 bucks on the saints over the panthers uh even with that three-point spread like i said i think they can do it and i jumped on uh, the same player prop as you with justin jefferson threw five bucks your way because i like your take on that one too yeah yeah and that's my hundred 
I like it. Uh, so we'll see, we'll see how it shakes out. You guys, obviously we're kind of, uh, we're just being transparent there. So whether we really like, I don't know if we're going to have like a weekly tracker of where we're at or anything like that, but we're allowing sort of the audience to follow along and say like, okay, well, yeah, I like following John into bets or I like following Casey into bets or they're both awful or I follow Casey only when he's betting on the Niners. Cause he's always right. Uh, whatever it is, you know, you can kind of follow along with what we're doing and how much of our sort of betting budget we're putting into that. That's the show for today. Uh, check the link in the description. We are doing a giveaway Win a free NFL mystery Jersey could be a player like Pat Mahomes could be a Ray Lewis. Who's some of the other guys, Joe Montana mm -hmm. uh, could be a Travis Kelsey. Uh, it's a mystery Jersey. We don't know what it is until we break it open, but we are giving it away to one person. So uh, hit the link in the description. You'll get entered. You will uh, get subscribed to the Overtime Operators newsletter that comes out every Thursday. It's it's sort of the, the newsletter version of this show, and it's kind of the most up-to-date before we go into the weekend thing. So we'll hit on the same stuff we hit on today, but maybe give you updates if, if the lines have moved. Uh, and I think that's it. That's the show. Anything else from you, Casey? You know, we might not keep track of all of our bets and exactly where we are on our portfolio, how much we've gone up and down, but you can believe we'll revisit bets we got right and i'm sure yep. that we'll at least own the bets that we were on the wrong side of too and oh. through those trends like you said i think i think people will understand where they they agree with us and disagree with us more often than not yeah, so um sure. I, i'm feeling these bets though john i think we both have good portfolios going into week two and can't wait to watch another week of football all right we'll see you next time